0: Friday Afternoon Deploy is an 8-bit text user interface for Ethereum smart contracts.
1: Here, so I can (laughs) slacking on you. Like, welcome back to the Millennial Podcast. We all have our guess. No one would see us with the phones out. No, Mm -mm. I've been like really enduring Millennial jokes through this car buying process.
2: They're making jokes about you.
1: Well, I don't know if it's intentional. Maybe I finally achieved an age where they can't tell that I am an elder Millennial. Um, But the first guy I went and test drove a Jeep. I am. Damn it. God, I wasn't going to talk about the fact this on the podcast, but I've already started recording now, and now okay so i I bought a jeep why, why were you trying to avoid the fact that you bought a Jeep? because no. inevitably the I'm not ashamed of it. I just hmm. know that I just know that I already have to deal with the the razzing internally at the office for it. it's already started Alan. you were outside uh when when it went anyway
2: ben love is our only vocal listener he'll he'll make fun of you for your jeep and that'll be the end of it don't make fun of me ben
0: please is it like a programmer thing
1: i maybe it's it's kind of a it's a fayetteville thing for sure that's what i said i said i've gone full fayetteville but tyrell corrected me Mm.
2: it would have to be a subaru subaru is full fayetteville
1: i've gone three quarters fayetteville um but I went so I went to test drive one, and I like one of my hard requirements was it had to be a manual because I always drive manuals. Mm. And so uh, this dude gets in the car to test drive the first one with me, and like as we're driving down the road, he says, "Uh, you you know how to you know how to trap a millennial?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like that's a weird thing that's to bold, yeah, that's a weird uh, that's a yeah. weird punch list to have in your back pocket, you know? Yeah, while making a sale. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and I said. How's that? And he said, "You uh you put him in a manual shift car and you write the instructions on how to drive it in cursive." <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, "Well, okay, yeah. first of all, I can read cursive. <laughs> and like, it's not taught in schools now, but most people can read cursive. You- second, I'm a millennial and I'm driving this car right now. But that's you're an elder millennial. That's true. That's yeah.
3: to to his point, like I got into the car one time. In, in my truck, it's it's a manual. Yeah. And I was picking up my stepson. He's he's 18, 19 now, 19 now. At the time, he was like 16. And I was like, you know how to drive a drive a standard? Is the way I put it? And yeah. he was like yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I, I know how to drive. I, I can't drive, you know, the stick shift thing. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess automatic's pretty standard, it's pretty these, standard days, so. these days.
1: Well, and then the third problem with that joke was, um, okay, well, if you're going to trap the millennial... By putting him in the car, he can't drive. Why would you write the instructions out in the first place? That seems like a terrible way to trap. That's that's like uh, that's like being trapped by a James Bond villain,
3: you know? Yeah, like, but they don't. Before <laughs> you die, Mister Bond, <laughs> they don't write cursive anymore. That kind of blows my mind. I don't know how they're going to sign their names. I can't write cursive. Well, I can sign my name in cursive, but like yeah. I the other day, I, I, I actually tried to
1: do this unrelated to the event of the of the guy with the car, but uh, and I realized that it, that had atrophied. Like yeah. I can write cursive more or less, but I was like trying to figure out. I was like, "How do I?" I had to think about an F. The yeah, how day. do I? How do I make a K connect to an R? Mm, yeah. You know, like that kind of stuff. So like, it's kind of half cursive. As,
2: as like half the room, everyone's is, like like, air, yeah. Air, yeah. like, I
1: think I can do K. that. It looks like we're all Remember the like conducting. We're, we're playing Harry Potter, is what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, that was. That that's the the millennial jokes. Mm. I had a couple of them this week. I don't even know how that started. Someone brought that up. Uh, anyway.
3: Yeah. That was an experience. Casey bought a Jeep. I bought a Jeep, so he's trying not uh, to just talk about
0: Jeep the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh
1: anyway, we have a guest with us. Uh Kath Kath Thomas is with us. What, what's up, Kath?
0: Hi. Um glad to be here. Thanks for uh, inviting me and uh Imbibing you and and, and yeah,
1: and (laughs) for that, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Kath and I used to be uh, office
0: neighbors. Mm.
1: Like, how long ago was that?
0: That was like three years ago. uh, Up above, uh, Taste of Thai and Damn Good Pies. And Damn Good, yeah. When
1: we um, were you still in there? When so that that was lofty. You and your brother, yeah. Cody and I were sharing an office, and I was Lofty Labs. It was just me, Um, and so we were splitting this like little ten by ten office. Did yours? Did you, was yours as cold as ours was in the winter? Um, ours was full of space heaters. Yeah, it was. It was really freezing. I had to
0: have a heater in there. Yeah, it yeah.
1: was. It was pretty bad. And then we moved down the hall. Were you still up there when we moved down? Yep, I was still there in, when you moved. Okay, yeah. So that one um, was above the kitchen of Damn Good Pies, the pizza restaurant here in town. Oh. once a week they crank the ovens up to like nine hundred degrees to burn off the inside of them, and the vent for that was right outside the window unit air conditioner that was in that space
0: so so it smelled like pizza
1: it smelled like burnt onions oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but arguably yes uh, yeah it was that was quite an experience yeah so we were we were office neighbors for a while and and uh, you hang out with uh, with
0: with the the other tribe down on um... the, the the kind of ex uh yeah yeah uh, yes yeah yeah we we're, were the ex kind of uh, cast outs <laughs> <laughs> and you guys were all
1: a bunch of ruby developers but you have all doing different stuff now right
0: yeah yeah you know, we were all a bunch of ruby developers and um you know acumen was a ruby on rails house and uh it got 86 million in venture capital and then you know the owner kind of blew it all on projects that were unnecessary and then uh they fired the entire programming team and then you know we uh we all kind of scatter to the winds, but we're all still friends. That's good. Uh, but um, that's kind of a, um, a cautionary tale about, <laughs> yeah. about what not to do when you get a bunch of venture capital.
1: It's a um, it's a thing that um, I wouldn't say it's become a meme because uh, it's not it's not quite that lighthearted, but like definitely, um, people observe companies around here that are hiring a bunch of developers and they're doing it on venture capital and moving really fast and everyone and people go like oh I hope that's not the next acumen. Oh my yeah. god, Did <laughs> yeah. you said that. Okay. Yes, that it, that it, it is said.
0: said. Yeah. There's yeah. <laughs> no the whole the whole the whole Fayetteville Ruby thing kind of collapsed a little bit after that cuz everyone like uh, like How many ha- how many engineers were over there? God, at the, at the height we had at least 10, 10 guys. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh and it was and then like maybe a third went to Portland and then um, Josh McCormick and James Christie went to Chicago and someone went to eighth light and, and which is a cool shop. Um, And then uh, I think Chris Hobbs and I, we each broke out on our own. Yeah. Chris is a friend of the show. He's been on Mm, a couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. And then we got Alex.
1: Woo. Oh yeah, and Alex was yeah. kind of Alex guy. is over yes. here. Alex, yeah, Alex works is here, here now. now. Yeah, yeah, he started here maybe three weeks ago or something like that. That's that's a good pickup. Yeah, yeah, we were we were stoked to have him. He he can't. He did some contract work for us for a little while and knocked so, it out
3: of the park. Yeah, when
1: when we had a when we had a full time opportunity, it was kind of a no brainer to, to call him up. And so he 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 hangs with us now. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. He's he's on vacation today. So mm. otherwise, he'd be here with us. He was on our episode last week. I like Alex. He's good people. He's yeah. he's a good dude. He's and a he's, decent go player too. Yeah. mm-hmm. Um so so yeah, well man, thanks for thanks for coming. Um you know, we, we often like let guests kind of have the floor on topics. And so um I'm curious, I know a little bit about some of the stuff you're working on. So you were doing Ruby, you're doing Python now. Are you like primarily
0: writing Python now? I'm only writing Python. Now. Oh, that was mm.
1: welcome to the show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So um, the story behind that is that I was working for uh, Enterprise Software as a service, company called Everyone Social. And um, uh, it was a really good, uh, the folks there were really good and, and the pay was good and I was treated really well. Um, but uh, I just ended up not being very satisfied with maybe what I, the whole general thing that I was doing and it didn't feel like I was like, Improving as, as as a as a programmer, I wasn't I wasn't developing anymore, right? And and I wasn't um, making the world any better. Um, and and granted, sometimes you can't make the world any better, no matter what, you know just because you're because we're just programmers that's all we are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're yeah. not <laughs> super men. but but at least maybe we could we can um, improve ourselves while we're doing it. And so, while I was working as a Ruby on Rails developer. Um, I was observing and participating a little bit in um, th- the formation. I, I was observing it, the 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 formation and, and uh, initial um, coming out of the Ethereum ecosystem, and uh, I got excited by that, and I always kind of wanted to to write some software for it and become a part of the the ecosystem because it seemed like eventually that was going to become a large niche in the software world. And it's not a large niche in the software world yet. It's a small niche, but it could become an important niche. And so, um, I eventually quit my job. Um, and, uh, after taking a little time off, I started working on a project. And at first it was a toy, but enough people liked it that um, it caught the notice of uh, the Python team at um, the Ethereum Foundation, and they kind of trumpeted it. And um, enough people liked it that the Ethereum Foundation funded um, the S-Corp that I made. So, so now I'm funded to make this uh, little piece of software for Ethereum, that's pretty sweet yeah it was it's a it's a lucky thing
1: yeah well I mean most most business ventures that that there there's some not some there's there's usually an enormous component of luck um so there's there's luck right and then there's like preparedness to actually do something when something mm. fortunate happens right
0: yes yeah um and that happened somewhere around like last uh last summer and um i've been working on it since i'm, I'm trying to I'm, I'm about to make the the next release of the software um which i've not yet described at all I've, it's just uh, but but um so okay so i've I,
1: i've seen this right
0: um yes, you've shown me this tool I, before mm-hmm. and so what i would say
1: i'm going to try and channel my perspective because i still am um no like Comparatively, very little about um, Ethereum and like the whole smart contract s- stuff. I know a little bit about it, uh, mostly from talking with you. Um, so maybe give give a background on what that is and how that works. Okay, and and then and then tell us about your project. I think s- okay, that'd sure. be good for the listeners.
0: So since um, since our audience is probably composed mainly of programmers. I can be a little more detailed than I can.
1: Programmers and lost people looking for NPR podcasts. Okay,
0: yeah. all right. <clears throat> well, well, they're going to have fun. Try yeah, and throw yeah. in a Terry Gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the best way to describe Ethereum at first is maybe to put it put it um, as a um, in perspective to Bitcoin, which people are more um, mm. um, conversant with. So Bitcoin is a, uh, a blockchain system. And when I say blockchain system, I mean that um, I'm not going to get in, in any kind of cryptography because I, I don't do enough math to understand it. And um, uh, it's it's all obscured by APIs for me anyway. But um, there are a series of, of blocks of information and each one depends on the ones that came before it. And... and you can't falsify um, the chain of events that came up to, to where it is now, and that's useful because if you want to have something like Bitcoin, where where you're 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 operating a ledger, imagine a ledger with you know like a like an accounting ledger, and your your money comes in this place and it comes out the other place, and that's what the um, that's what the blocks represent or state changes where where um, money goes from one place to another, right? But um, the founder of Ethereum, uh, Vitalik Buterin, he was interested in making something a little more generalized, and he thought, what would happen if instead of just using the blocks as um, to record state of of, uh, of, of of accounting system of one number to another, what if we used the blocks as um, the equivalent of an infinite tape in a Turing machine. Um, what if we used it to, to record the state of, of memory in the virtual machine? Um, if we did that, then we could run software that couldn't be rolled back and, um, it could be verified and people couldn't, couldn't really hack it once it's on the system because it's, it's part of the blockchain. You can't go in and change the the underlying software that's already in there, so you can't change go in and like for example on a on a centralized system, if you gained access to a central server, you could go in and change a piece of code, and then the people who came in and uh, ran the software would would be vulnerable to that it's right. not possible on on uh, a blockchain software system so I think that's kind of where we are with, with Ethereum is that it's a um, it's a virtual machine and um, you can write software for it. And they call these software programs smart contracts. Um, I'm not sh- sure if I like that terminology too much. I, I just think of them as programs, really. Um, but in a, in a way, the contract terminology makes sense because usually there are um, the different parties who have different accounts are agreeing to, um, when you run the program, you agree to whatever the the program says it's going to do. And in almost all cases, the source code to these little smart contract programs, they're, um, they're verifiable and you know exactly what they say. So um, you kind of know what the contract says. So when you opt into the contract, you... Um, you make a decision about whether or not you're going to uh, to agree to, to give up your, uh, your assets to whatever is going to occur within that contract. And it could be um, escrow or um, a loan. Or-
1: we talked to people that were um, looking to build payroll systems mm-hmm. um, using smart contracts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, um, I, I guess because of cryptocurrency... A lot of it was financially based. This was like several, multiple years ago. Um, a lot of financial based stuff, but but now there's you're doing other things that aren't necessarily
0: financially based, right? Well, most of them still are financially okay. based. Um, and the the acronym for that they're using now is 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 DeFi, D E F I, like Defe- decentralized finance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And. Maybe the most exciting and, 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 and uh, telling version of that is the app I've been working on just recently. And I showed it to you guys. Yep. Um, it's uh, from the um, a company called Maker. And there are a bunch of economists and mathematicians who came up with a, a system to allow you to get a loan without ever talking to a human being. It's like a vending machine that gives you a loan. Hmm. Uh, I mean, and, and by vending machine, I mean, that's just a smart contract right. na- nature is that it's like a vending machine. Mm-hmm. But but you don't go up and, and like tell it about yourself and, and get interviewed or anything. Give it an opportunity to make a judgment call. Yeah. No, all you do is you give it at least 150% valuation of what you're, you're borrowing in value in Ether. Okay. And and your responsibility is to make sure that the collateral you have uh, continues to be one hundred fifty percent more than what uh, than what you're borrowing.
1: And the collateral is ether, or is it like other types of currency as well?
0: Right now, it's just ether. Okay. And That's the, the the single collateral system. But they're they're currently working on a multi multi collateral dai. Um, and, and, and I just use the word uh, dai is the name for the um, the stable coin that is generated out of this system. So so there, there, there are two things that occur out of this system that are both cool. One is you can get a loan without um, talking to anyone else other than just putting ether down. The other is that there is a stable coin generated that is worth one US dollar. And when I mean stable coin, I do mean stable. And like when... This system was in occurrence before the giant crypto crash, right? Mm-hmm. And and people were, were had had these. Um, I had one. Uh, th- these they had these uh, these loans out, and they had uh, DAI that they had generated from from the system that were worth one dollar a piece. And it survived the the crash. I mean, the system survived. The the one dollar tokens they had were still worth one dollar afterwards, right? And they did that by the system would would uh, continually monitor um, how much money was uh, the the either was worth. And once these CDPs collateralized debt positions, as they call them, once they were worth less than 150% of the collateral they're based on, they got margin called. And at that point they were, they were liquidated to, to the public and um, the, and the public usually snaps up anything that that's at a, a small discount because people can, can do um, basically ar- like, arbitrage like,
1: like limit buys and things like that. They can that do arbitrage do on based yeah. on
0: that, just arbitrage it to some <laughs> other system and make money off of that. So they know that someone's going to snap it up. Yeah. Um, but the system survived it and the stablecoin stayed stable, which was, I think the biggest test of, of their system was that 90 for 90, really a 95% uh, downturn. And the, the value of ether because it went from like what twelve hundred? Yeah. Down to eighty eight dollars yeah. about.
3: Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and that's that's important, right? Because you, you you've taken out um your your leverage. So you've taken out a loan and it, and so am I correct in understanding that what is actually loaned is the the stable coin. Yes. Correct. And so I mean like to to take out a loan with with something that is otherwise very volatile, right? And suddenly like what you were lended loses its value so rapidly like that. Um could be really bad, obviously. oh, right? it, w- it
0: would have destroyed the system if that had happened, but yeah. it, it didn't. They they survived it and and granted, a lot of people who had CDPs had them margin called yep. and they were liquidated, but the the stable coin stayed stable throughout the whole thing.
1: That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing that's interesting to me about that, I'm like only Moderately versed in finance, just from like doing business stuff, but um, so so you've got to collateralize with so you, you can't really like heavily leverage with a loan like that yet. Like you could to buy a car or a house, where your collateral is a super small port. Well, I guess with a ha- house is a bad example. You're
0: collateralizing with the value of the house, but um, like a uh, on on forex,
2: yeah, you okay. do like
0: a thousand. Yeah, like a thousand x, you know, uh, margin. Yeah, no, exactly. I, yeah, they don't have anything like, like that. Okay, um, but maybe that's good. I don't know. Mm. I mean, neither good nor bad. But
1: uh, to to tie it back to to my current events, god damn it, twice. Uh, just bought a car. Uh, so what, what kind of car? Yeah, can what
0: kind? Oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> Fuck you, guys. I, 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 I bought my car with a CDP loan. So I was going to get to that because you I did. told me that I right? bought my car with a CDP. I financed it with a CDP loan. But
1: you had to be liquid with assets 150 yes. percent of yes. the value of the car,
0: right? And by the way, wait, but it, that, that, that CDP the loan, assets was ether though. Yes, like it, the, was. So yeah, yeah, it was. yeah, yeah, it was, it was liquid and, assets, but it was ether. Yeah, 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 it was. And that CDP loan, it got margin called. Did it? Because of the ninety five percent downturn, it okay, did. Yeah, but but uh, I mean I mean in the larger scheme of things, it, it stayed stable. So I yeah, mean yeah, yeah. it worked. Um, but uh, you just you got to make sure that you know the thing that you're putting up as collateral is not going to reduce but increase in value. Right, right, but, right, right. Or, or or that you have enough uh, collateral that you can you can continue to put in collateral so that you won't get margin calls. Right. And I just mm. end up ended up just kind of throwing in everything that I could, and uh, oh well, yeah. Um.
1: It's interesting. It's it's a it's a fascinating concept. The idea of being able to not talk to a banker and, and mm. get a loan, right, and and present your own collateral, like with totally impartial, right, um, like lending.
0: And and someday, you know, I think that there will be a hybrid of what we have now and what they have on the blockchain. There'll be some kind of, um, there'll be some kind of a, a financial uh, organization that you go to them with your, you know, your non-fungible collateral like your house and say, I would like to get a loan. And they'd say, okay, we'll stake you for this much dye or this much ether. And then you take that, and you take that, and you take you get the loan from the vending machine loan thing, right? Um, Because is it because it has to be
1: that way because of the smart contract that that the collateral has to be ether? Thus, you have to be able to translate other collateral into ether to be able to like get into the. Well, it
0: has to be something that's that's um, that's fungible, and when I say fungible, I mean each unit is exactly worth the same as any other unit. Not every house is the, worth the same mm-hmm. as any other house. Sure, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and they would have to be um, individually evaluated by a human being. Like dollar bills would be, right? Dollar bills are fungible, right? Right. So so a smart contract like that would have to work with a fungible asset. Uh, yeah. But, and if you wanted to use a non-fungible asset, you'd have to have a go-between in the real world who would give... Um, uh, a fungible value to the non-fungible mm-hmm. asset. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, yeah. uh, one thing I wanted to
2: ask: Am I, as far as interest, it is a zero interest loan, or is it a small interest loan? It's a
0: loan. Yeah, I mean, no, it's a it's an interest loan. Okay. Um, so, and and this is kind of interesting. The uh, the interest can be variable. It's a variable rate. Okay. and And the rate at which the interest occurs is, is voted on by people who are um, owners of a token called MKr that underlies the maker system and um, they can so vote on increasing or decreasing the the uh, the underlying interest of the loan that you already have out there, which is kind of scary to some people because. You know, you get it for one percentage point, and then it increases, and that mm-hmm. happens. So it's right?
1: it's 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 like um, in the um, for lack of a better term, traditional financial system. It's like a loan that has a variable rate that is some markup over the prime rate that the Fed sets,
0: right? Right. Except for the Fed is instead uh, a bu- a you know just a bunch of people on the blockchain who vote one way or the other, right? And and a, a representative
1: good, Fed, <laughs> not not <laughs> yeah. conservative mm-hmm. like the Fed, yeah,
0: because yeah. it, it went from like point point five percent. To 19.5%. Whoa. <laughs> it, it went back down again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 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 that was quite a it was quite a hit. Yeah. Um, it's like
1: buying a car on a credit card. Yeah. But you can know.
0: you can only expect that kind of um of rapid fluctuations in interest rates with an asset which itself is so volatile. Right. And right. That, that's why it's so volatile, is because the, the underlying asset is volatile. That makes sense. See, I thought at first it was
2: similar to and and, and forgive me, I may not understand all the aspects of this, but uh, I have a friend who um, moved to Korea for a couple of years. And the way that you rent a home in Korea is basically you buy that home. You pay for that home. And then you live there for several years. The homeowner, or apartment owner as the case may be, uh, makes the money off the interest. And then they give you your money back when you leave. Mm. Mm. So your deposit is the value of the house. Correct. And mm. you and you've, done that and, and you've like, you like own it. They make money off that interest while they've got it. Just hang out and let it stack up and then give you your money back when you leave. Mm. And so it's, it's kind of like you're staying there rent-free, but also you have to be able to front the whole <laughs> purchase price of mm-hmm. sure. wherever you're staying yeah. and, and knowing that you'll get it back as long as you don't, you know like kick holes in the wall or Mm. that's interesting like that from from i thought that's that's where i thought like maybe that was the way the loan was because the way that uh either was going up and up and up as the coin they like we'll just hold on to this and gain the extra off of the, the value the extra value off of that as it as it rides up obviously it did not continue to do that because it I just, for a bit. I yeah. find that interesting, just from
1: a like a perspective difference from how finances are run here compared yeah. to there. Because, like at the end of the day, taking interest on a rent payment uh, is in some way equivalent to just boiling down financially what happens when you buy a house and then you rent it out. Some por- portion of markup, the house hopefully appreciates more than likely over time appreciates, um, and there is some amount of yield off of because here. Because <laughs> okay, because there it's like, hey, you have to be able to afford the entire value of this house to go here. It's like you don't have to be able to afford anything at all. It's like I, sorry man, I I don't have enough money to buy your house. And he's like, that's cool, I don't either. Uh, <laughs> someone else loaned me that money, and so it's like just cascading lending, like yeah. leverage yeah. all the way down. Yeah. Whereas there, there's just no leverage involved. It's just you know. Full asset value with a markup on it. Financially, if everything goes well um, in the U.S. It, the the U.S. the Western or whatever system, if everything goes well, the outcome's the same. There's just no risk on that side because you have you have the full asset. There's no no leverage involved. But that's right. really interesting.
0: Well, over here, no one saves money enough to to do such a thing.
1: Yeah, no, no one's liquid enough to even like. I was talking to some other people about this the other day. It's like very rare for anyone to be liquid enough to be able to put enough of a down payment on a house to not have something like prime mortgage insurance mm-hmm. for their first house, at least, right? If they can roll their equity yep. uh, over the years, they can. But like super, super common, you know, for people to just like, I mean, you know, you, you can, you can, there's a lot of things you can buy that are like five figure up purchases that you can walk in with zero money. And walk out with this five figure asset, and just like, you know, pay interest for the rest of your life yeah. if you want. You know, yeah. um, there's no shortage of people willing to do that and and take that bet. You know what I mean? But it's just like a crazy difference.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But but I I, I definitely um, when you told me about that when you told me you bought a car with an Ethereum loan, is that the right way to phrase it? An yeah, I, I, loan? well,
0: yeah, you know, it's it's more or less true. I that
1: like that was my mind like. Kind of exploded because I just had never occurred to me that kind of transaction. Mm-hmm. I thought of it very much as like an exchange of financial resources, and that was kind of the end of it mm-hmm. um, which is I don't know pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. So you said that let, let's, let's go ahead and so tell us about your app.:
0: Okay, so this app is uh, what's it called? It's called Shadowlands, That's and right. if you do you want to take a, a glance at the previous version, which is not the newest version, because I haven't released it yet, um, you can go to GitHub and um, just type in Shadowlands and take a look at what comes up. And there. I'll,
1: I'll find it, and I'll put a link in the show notes as okay. well.
0: And so this app is kind of a a, a love letter to like the, the retro-futuristic 8-bit world <laughs> where... Uh so if you go on 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 onto the web and you want to use Ethereum you'll have all these web interfaces and this and that and I I really didn't want to use Ethereum that way. I thought I think that Ethereum is at the stage where it's not at the Twitter stage. It's at like the mainframe TCP/IP just gr- came it's out. Green, stage. Green it's at
1: the green screen screen. It's at the green screen phase. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought let's make a green screen interface yeah. for for the for for this retro futuristic uh, type of thing where it's it's extremely slow. Um, it's uh, it the APIs are you know a little primitive, but you can do things like like get a loan for a car with nothing but like ether, and it's it's. It's just bizarrely retrofuturistic. So so yeah, I created a retrofuturistic, um kind of eight-bit-ish uh uh interface based on, you know, in curses and um uh there's a, a Python library called Asciimatics, which is fantastic.
1: We're going to spend at least like ten minutes later in the episode talking about Asciimatics. If you
0: guys haven't seen it yet, oh, no, I I'm gonna
1: have to cook up a demo.
0: Yeah, okay. it I is know. amazing, and it's and, so cool. <laughs> uh, props to the author because Asciimatic is fantastic. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, I looked at several uh, graphics libraries, but Asciimatics was by far, by far, the best of any of them. Um. So I thought to myself, why, why have a web interface? This is all the business logic for Ethereum Sub- smart contracts can be accessed by directly accessing the blockchain and making uh, RPC function calls. So why do I need a web page? Why do I even need, need JavaScript or a web page at all? I shouldn't. So um I'm with you on why do I need javascript? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're not here, Blake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Especially when there's a a fantastic web3 library from uh the Ethereum Foundation that, that is entirely in Python and that 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 Python team uh shout out to Piper Miriam and uh Jason Carver the, the developers who who lead up that that team. And um that's what Shadowlands is really based on is that that uh Python web3 library. So if you have that access to that and you can run your own Ethereum full client or get access to the Infira service, then, uh, you can write a entirely Python front end to any, uh, any Ethereum application, which otherwise you would have to go on the web and use a web page for, Instead, you can just, uh, type some, start it up in a terminal and then, um, run in uh, kind of a shadowlands app that's that's written in in the API that I, I created for shadowlands and so for the very first one that I um, kind of showing as a, as a showcase project um, I chose the the CDP application which is right now the most important um Ethereum application. And
1: that's the collateralized depositions you're yeah, talking about, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, the collateralized deposition uh, program from Maker. So I created one for that. Um, I had contacted them last uh, December. I contacted Maker and they gave me, you know, a little bit of money to to uh, to, to write an app and, and put it out there. Um, they gave me a grant for that. So thank you guys. Um yeah, so that's that's going to be the uh, the showcase app and It'll use the you know the API that I created, and hopefully people will be able to look at it. And if they want to create their own apps, they'll be able to see how to do that. There'll also be um, you know full API documentation up there and a how-to. It's not there right now, guys, but it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. uh, the
1: um, all right. So would it be fair to describe because um, your app does your app is a UI and it, and it can do. Um, like you're, you're adding different kind of functions to it, but would it be fair to describe it as also a framework, like a framework for developing Ethereum apps?
0: Um, like, are you
1: translating Python code to something that can run, um, like in the Ethereum blockchain?
0: Um, kind do you guys see how like pensively I'm saying that? Like, um, am I saying the wrong words? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what it can do. Okay. Um, uh, so when you write an app in Shadowlands, you're really you're really accessing a text UI um, API, and it lets you do things like like throw up a a checkbox, you know, a, okay. a, a frame with you know a checkbox and a text box in it, and then you can process what that is, and then you can maybe um, toss up a a box that lets you do a transaction okay. over the Ethereum blockchain. And then you, you can make function calls out to the Ethereum blockchain from within the system. Um, so you can you can both you know have access to the, the, the user interface and then you can access the uh, the smart contracts underneath it. Um, is that energy question
1: Yeah, I, and I, I like what I'm hearing is it, to me it does sound like a framework of sorts, right? At least like an interface framework for building apps that that run on Ethereum.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say it's an interface framework. It's a text UI. Not 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 really a text not like command line text, but right. but a Text UI where you can, it's,
1: yeah, it's like um, because of I guess because of schematics and stuff like that. It's kind of like ASCII art UI. Is that yeah, fair?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's pretty. With fair. like animations and shit, it's
1: crazy. Yeah, I was it, gonna pull it up on the screen so everyone could see. I, I tried it, but to make it. Kind technology's of, hard, but, kind uh, of
0: you know, giant hmm. mnemonic retro futurist. Because <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. it's and, and and the the color scheme is totally green screen. It it uh, reminded me of a combination
1: of that and like all of the terminals from like the Fallout franchise, uh because it's a green screen, obviously. But there's also like animation. No, that was what I was
0: going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's it's super cool. Um, I I I meant to um, last time you showed this project off. I I meant to go actually pull that library down and try and do some stuff with it because that was that was also interesting to me. Was just that that library was was really sweet. It made me want to like build something for like Django manage. that's like all crazy <laughs> animated, like yeah, a like drop-in it. replacement for it. That um, purely for purely for the for the feels, you know, like no practical application whatsoever in what I just described. But I think it'd be fun to use.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you played with the schematics at all?
1: I haven't. Yeah, so I didn't get around to pulling it down. Mm. It looked really low level when I when I looked at it. I I I don't know what I expected, but it it definitely seemed. Um, a a much more low level framework than I was anticipating. Yeah, you can do because it's not necessarily meant for building UIs. You've leveraged it in a UI, right? But well,
0: well, he did create. Um, th- there is like a widgets.py, and you know he he does create a way for you to make a UI out of it. But I don't think he intended entirely for someone to take it as far as I did. <laughs> I, no, I'm pretty sure he never intended someone to take it as far as I did. Uh, th- I. I I took it probably a little, a little farther than he did. He 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 was thinking of, but um, but to his credit, he uh, he structured things in a w- such a way that you could do that. Um, so there's a there's a background uh, beer refill
1: negotiation <laughs> happening. Oh, 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 Might as well just address it after all the work Tyrell did to be so discreet <laughs> and quiet. We <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. just uh, call him uh, out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tyrell. He's he's on a beer run for us.
0: Do you need one? I'll flag yeah, yeah, him down sure, when he walks sure, right by. Sure, sure, okay. Um, yeah. So one one other thing about uh, uh, that I should mention is, um, if you want to go ahead and pull down Shadowlands, you're going to need uh, a hardware wallet. It, it um, the system requires you to use one, and uh, some people have been a little bit uh, annoyed by this fact, but. I think in the long run it's, it's better for everyone. Is that, Um, is that for like best practices reasons? Yeah, it's totally best practices, best practices reasons. Um, people shouldn't be, be messing around with anything more than trivial amounts of, of, Cryptocurrency, unless they have a hardware wallet. So you're telling me that I should go pull the ether and lumens that I have sitting in Kraken out and put that on a hardware wallet. Absolutely, like you shouldn't it. trust Kraken. Okay. You shouldn't trust. I don't you know, trust. Kraken. should trust. <laughs> trust them. I, mean, I mean, I mean, Coinbase is pretty good, but I don't trust them either. I, mean, yeah, I would not yeah. trust them with with you know any kind of anything more than just a completely trivial amount. I think
1: I think I have microscopic slivers of of Bitcoin sitting in Coinbase uh, somewhere in there. Yeah, but.
0: But I mean, the, the whole custody thing is, it, it's if you don't have if you don't have the key that controls it, it really doesn't belong to you right now. Right, you're kind of trusting some. I mean, yeah. and and there have been enough hacks of enough places that people should know by now that it's not that hard to do the custody yourself. Right. Now, now that you have a hardware wallet, and they cost no more than a hundred dollars. It's a really good one, eighty dollars. Right. a Really good one from Um, And if you want a really good one, uh, the the Ledger Nano S is the cheapest and best. You know, if you want the the, the cheap best solution, they're like 80 bucks. And and they're also pretty good to program for.
1: I always felt the same way, like um, dealing with exchanges of like, you know, I don't own this, right? It's not, I mean, I own it but like I, I can't hold it, but then you know you and I Alan, we both um we both trade e t f s and stuff mm-hmm. and it's the, it's the same thing, in like a brokerage account, I own it but like and and obviously there's like oversight and things like that in theory I don't know I've yeah. never tested the oversight,
3: I've never walked over to Vanguard and said, "Give me my shit
1: right now, feel theory
3: you can I feel the same way with like just my my amazon account like I own. I own, air quotes again, I own movies on there, but I'm dependent upon Amazon to be able to watch those. You own an MD5 hash that anyone could forget at any moment. Exactly. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I can't actually download the movies or anything. Yeah, With Vanguard, at least, it's not easy for a hacker to just get in. That's true. That's 100% true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But with, with crypto... It really is. I mean, you go to to the wrong website, and your OS isn't patched, and then you've got a key logger on your system, right? And then you type your you, you type your 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 PIN into some some web form, and then someone's got you. They got you, and they 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 got everything you got. So yeah, no, yeah.
1: that's uh definitely makes a difference. But yeah,
0: just, so it requires a hardware wallet. To it requires use a hardware app. wallet. Yep. So um yeah, Ledger and anything but from Ledger or Trezor. And there's another company who's making that is that That is a beautiful thing. (laughs) Did
3: you ever know that you're my hero? (laughs) It's (laughs) the
1: (laughs) beer (laughs) fairy. Except, oh, thank you 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 so much. Did have Kath covered? Good man. Thank you so much.
3: Yeah,
1: look at that. As per as per podcast etiquette. Here we go. Um,
0: (laughs) So yeah, if if you have uh, um, anything, get a hardware wallet. And there's no excuse not to. So that, that's why I require one. Um, although for development purposes, there will be like a command line option to to stand up a. Uh, um, it's a, a mock wallet, and when you when you when you pull it up, like usually it'll show the, the the type of the wallet, like a Ledger Nano S or a Trezor One or something like that. If you pull up the the uh, the mock it, it's called the, the Soycap Digital Mock Stick three thousand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Uh, so yeah, eventually you'll be able to to use one of those it's, just it's for, the, devel- it's for, for development. It's the
1: sequel light of hardware wallets. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, precisely. Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and, and the private key will, the private key is held in in just a config file in your home directory. Mm. So like it's got no security at all. So it's it's just for development. And if you want to you want to Keep your private key in a, in a config file in your home directory. Then, by God, you go ahead and do it. But it's, it's, it's up to you. That's your fault, not mine. Hmm. That's
1: funny, yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I it's. Uh, I'll put a link to it in the show notes to check out, and also the the um, is that what it's called? schematics ASCIImatics. Askimation was something else. You might remember that. Mm-hmm. There was. No? Uh, it was. This was a website. This is like early days of the web for me, at least. I don't know. This is back when I had a GeoCities website, so mm-hmm. if that puts a timetable on it, there was someone doing had a website called ASCIImation, and they were doing this like um, I don't know. It was, it was low res ASCII art, so that's like thirty two by thirty two character matrix or matrices of. Uh, they were doing all of A New Hope of Star Wars in ASCII art. <laughs> what Star Wars ASCIImation? Uh, I'm sure that I'm going to look and that's see if that's be a still thing. a thing. Yeah. Uh, they hadn't made it very far. It was it was like a three year project, and they it got to the part where um, they they roll up on the Death Star and the Millennium Falcon, and that was like that was like two years of work. Dude, hand arting it. <laughs> it wasn't like the cool shit like where you upload a photo and it like programmatically mm. generates. Right. This was hand hand
2: animated. Mm. was some fun stuff. As close as I got to anything like that was piping errors into cowsay. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Cal Cowsay. Yeah, oh man, a standard yeah. Linux. It's just a oh, yeah. it just generates a little a little ASCII cow with a oh. with a thought bubble and it's got words and you, in it. You can and you say cow cal- yeah, you pipe it, right? text into the say and the cow will say it. And uh, you just we would we would <laughs> pipe errors pipe, into it. Yeah. Like you That's could good. do I've
1: put never, everything in there. I'm gonna like I'm I'm gonna build a I'm gonna build logging middleware that pipes all of my log messages through CowSay. Yeah, now. absolutely, it's worth it. But there's
2: there's a there's a bunch of different say's now. There's even a Stallman say, of course. Oh no, Richard Stallman will say things for you <laughs> into your into your, into your console. So, but yeah, CowSay is is classic stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And so I'm not getting any further than that. Do you want to capture like a stack stack dump? Stack dump trace and just put it into cow say exactly yep. that's yeah. what i was yep. thinking was just like yep. raw
2: raw web server logs yep. exactly we logged into yeah. it mm-hmm. deploy, deploy errors would go into cow say and the cow would pop up and you know, <laughs> <laughs> this migration is missing with file that's we got to bring that to slack I like that. Sure, we gotta bring we gotta bring some Slack. Oh, there's got to be a CalSay Slack bot by, by now. There's no way that hasn't been. If not, we'll, we'll do it. We'll and do it. Everybody will get the nostalgia. We will, we feels will release it. Slack. We'll put
1: that shit. Um, you can just clone it and deploy it to Heroku and, and use it for yourself if it doesn't already exist. That's yeah. that's totally a. That's how I'm gonna spend my three day weekend.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <coughs>
1: Well cool. Uh that's uh that's 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 pretty interesting stuff. I have like a super again back to like fundamental question about um Ethereum apps. And I again apologies if I misunderstand this, but the way I have two questions. One is the, the way that the apps are executed, is that so in at least in Bitcoin um when people are mining, right? They're they're working to discover a nonce, right, or something thereabouts. Um, and basically, there's an extremely difficult math problem um, that the answer can be checked like a checksum very easily, um, but to actually compute the checksum is very very difficult. Mm-hmm. And that's the proof that you've done the work um, to to um, mine a mine a block, mm-hmm. right. Is it the execution of the apps that is the proof of work for the Ethereum blockchain?
0: No. Is my if I, if I run a miner, am I executing like people's app code? You are okay, but that's not the proof. Okay. Um. So when you're mining, you are both executing the code, but then to secure it, you have to do the the, the pretty much the same kind of math problem that you would be doing for Bitcoin. Got it. It's it's not not the same one, but it's the same kind. Right. Mm. Uh. Elliptical curve. Um, but yeah, uh, you, you, but basically whoever ends up, um, finding the right hash first, they're going to have to execute all the code, but that doesn't take very long. That's quick. Yeah. It's pretty fast. And, and then they, they secure the result of, of the state into, you know, the next block and then they send it up and then they get, they get paid. Right.
1: Right okay so I was gonna so that had that I think that kind of answers my next question which was like um it's slow could it go faster if there were more miners it sounds like not so th-
0: not not meaning it marginally so but not right they're they're working on it going faster but that's not how they're gonna do it um so so you know they're, they're moving from um, proof of work to something called proof of stake have you ever heard of that no Hmm. Okay, so this is the exciting thing. Um, proof of stake is a much, much faster way of securing uh, the, the blockchain. And the way this works... Oh, God. I should have studied up on this before I came to the blockchain. Um, you can
2: literally say anything and we'll yeah. believe it.
0: Okay. Our, our, listeners,
1: <laughs> our listeners will hold you accountable, but we will not. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that, that's, mine yeah. that's
0: fine, then. That's fine. So... So proof of stake works a little something like this. Um, I'm sorry. I just keep seeing
1: like, like a, a ribeye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every that, time you say it, I'm like the joke. proof of stake. So the, the, the stake <laughs> is <laughs> that people, the bone. people yeah. put yeah. up They're their own ether. ether. Like people own or ether, but they, they put it into a, a, a contract. Okay. And um, they start betting on... They start betting on uh, the next the next block, okay. and it should be a really easy thing to to to, to decide. <laughs> oh my god, I'm too drunk to do this. But <laughs> but um, oh my god, um, no, I am way too drunk to describe proof of stake. Way too drunk. Um, so it's it's but it's faster. Here, and, and there, there is a, a fantastic resource called EthHub, who's run by a friend of mine. It's called ethub.io. Okay, and they have uh, fantastic resources for learning all about the current Ethereum system system, system and also the one that's upcoming, Ethereum two based on proof of stake. Yeah. Um, the, the interesting thing about proof of stake, even though I can't describe exactly how it works, is that it's not based on any kind of math problems and okay. it's based on people putting up, um, uh, some amount of, of, of stake of ether that they own. Mm. And then, and, and they're betting that they're not going to behave in a bad way. And it's, it's based on uh, game theory okay. ab- about people don't want to lose the things that they put down. Mm. Um, and and I am still too drunk to describe <laughs> this. Um, so so go to ethhub.io and 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 read through that. And uh, there you go. Maybe maybe if you give it an easier question. I could I okay could answer that.
1: I have one that is you, you may or may not know the answer to, but it, something I'm curious. Surely someone's done the work on it. The current Ethereum system. What is what is a relative. Can you calculate like kind of what kind of clock speed it has? <laughs> Super slow.
0: <laughs> um, transactions per second, we're talking like seven, okay, or something like that. Okay, um, or fourteen maybe if you're lucky. Um, and there are ways that they could make so we're, maybe we're make it st- linear. We're, st-
1: we're like human with an abacus speeds. <sighs> yeah, yeah. They could, they could
0: make make a they could make linear possibly linear increases in, in the current system, but until they get. Proof of Stake going, and and then they have like things like sharding, which they're working on. They're working on some fantastic speed improvements.
1: I find it interesting because it sounds like they're working at like fundamentally like fundamental computer science properties, but on this. Yes, model, they are. Right? They're working
0: on fundamental computer science problems, and they're really really hard problems. And um, there are other smart contract, competing smart contract systems that that try to kind of gloss over how hard these problems really are. And the, th- the thing is, is that there's no way around it. These, yeah. these problems are really hard. Mm-hmm. And what I love about the Ethereum Foundation is that they don't try to gloss that over. They actually go after the really hard problems. Right. And those things are going to take a couple of years to solve, but they're, they're working through them right now. And I'm too drunk to discuss them now. When I'm not drunk, I might not be smart enough to discuss them then. But, uh, so so um,
1: okay, you know, you, you probably haven't heard the episode that came out today. We went through we went through pronouncing uh, programming terms and like common mispronouncing, <laughs> like things that you hear. Is it eth or eTh when you abbreviate it? Um, the people I talk to say ETH. ETH, okay. Uh, So ethhub.com. Yeah. Or
2: .io. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't get away with ETH. ETH? That's like my friend Ethan's nickname, but I'm too late to say his whole name, so let's call him ETH. ETH. Mm -hmm. Yeah. ETH. I would have gone with ETH. We had a whole thing last week
1: about like, you know, phonetic, the phonetic version before it shortened being used as Mm -hmm. the shortened sound. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about Varchar. Versus <laughs>
0: versus, GIF, var, GIF versus Varkar.
1: GIF. Inexplicably Varkar, which makes no sense in either paradigm. Uh yeah. G- Was there GIF. consensus
0: on, on GIF versus Jeff? Well this guy's a jiffer. Sorry, yeah.
3: Alan. No, it's, it's fine. You weren't here. We talked I, about it last week. I weekend. say I say Jeff, but ironically I say graph. Mm. So that's, um, that's my the, favorite animal. At least if you're going giraffe. to be consistently incorrect, yeah.
1: Where are you on on uh, Do you think it's gifts or do you think it's some form of peanut butter?
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> well, we're uh, just maybe this is maybe this is an age thing, but um, but I like turned 18 in around 1994. Okay, and uh, and I say Jeff. Word (laughs) because English,
1: yeah. I transitioned.
0: I I said, I'm gonna
3: get you a a gift for the uh, for the holiday this year. No, give me a stuffed (laughs) graph instead. (laughs) Yeah, a stuffed graph. They got the really long neck. Well, that's what your gift's going to be. (laughs) Yeah, okay,
1: yeah. Spoil the surprise Oh man,
2: you know The yeah. tension is
1: thick, yo <laughs>
3: like
2: It's like I watched mom slap this dad is across like- the table
3: <laughs> <laughs> this, is like,
1: this is like round four of this this week yeah. uh, uh, There's good. another Jif dissenter in the office as well Is there? Yeah, Ben's a Jiffer is he? But I think Ben says it just to get under people's skin. <laughs> Probably.
3: Because <laughs> that's him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how yeah. he rolls. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like he says it I'm ironically. All, and I'm only doing that, you know, only 10% of my, my could, GIF alliances I, because of that. Cause. I felt like
1: part of it was just being a dissonant. Um, yeah. I, I think I, I, you enjoyed being sandpaper. In the,
0: <laughs> so uh, I think I understand why I say it Jiff. Okay. Because, because I started learning to say it around 1994 and back then i mean the, the the literacy was computer literacy was not that great right so i think i just heard a lot of other people saying gif because because it was it was the way they because english right because english and not <laughs> not the way it actually <laughs> is they don't, right. they didn't know it was graphic inter- interchange format Right, so I just See, heard it that way, and now I say it that way because that's how I heard the first well, time I ever. W- heard When
1: it. we had this discussion last week, it, it, I realized how many like contradictions I have internally of different things that I say. Some of which I pronounce the shortened vermed form phonetically as it is in its long form, and some I don't. No. Like I'm like it's got to be varchar, you know. You wouldn't say you know if C H A R is yeah. char, that's yeah, a yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. It, it wouldn't be care. Um, but I can't there was another one that came up um, that I took the total opposite stance I pronounced it as the as the longer form one. Mm. I can't remember what it was now but yeah, so there's definitely I'm not super consistent with it
0: I haven't used Varchar in so long <laughs> that's a <laughs> so good thing so long
1: hmm. yeah ORMs yeah, yeah thank they, you ORMs it's or all RMS, abstracted
3: yeah. away from us mostly <laughs> sure. yeah. you know I, I just say GIF because that's what the guy that made it says it's called so
2: really yeah
3: he, he did actually sir walter jiff yeah a, <laughs> and, and then all the other on that <laughs> no no i forget his name but yeah i i read a thing where where you ask him and he's he says jiff now here's one okay what do you serve by the way copy what's the what's he, the, he worked for CompuServe.
2: CompuServe, yeah. Ah, i yeah.
1: remember seeing CompuServe gif as a
2: format option when you export from uh yep. photoshop and like mm. that. What's funny was you said CompuServe, and I started trying to think of ways to not say CompuServe correctly. I was like, CompuServe. we were talking CompuServe. about like, a Miss CompuServe. Miss, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, That's hey.
3: pretty good. Sorry, yeah. I cut you off, Alan. You heard yeah, one? Oh, uh, uh, Jason. Jason. Yes, Jason. That's Jason or Jason? Jason.
1: I said Jason for a long time, and then someone um, incorrectly told me that the creator's name was Jason, and it
2: was a reference to that, which is no, not no. true. Yeah, I no. believe no, that's a myth.
3: It's a JavaScript uh, object
2: notation. Yeah. But he could be named Jason. I, I, that, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not. People that.
1: said that, and I'm pretty sure I looked it up, and that was a Snopes to that one. Yeah, um,
3: and another one where I, I'm pretty sure he just calls it Jason. He calls it Jason. Yeah,
1: Uh, there was um, we had a a, a, a guy who worked for one of our clients. Um, He was a C developer, and so we were building an app that was communicating with uh, hardware um, that he had done C programming to run run the hardware, Um, and we were communicating with it over an API. He wanted to. So we're using HTTP and and you know adjacent REST API is what we wanted to interface with.
3: Yeah, um, we wanted to.
1: He was struggling so much with this idea of like, oh, why? Why is there all this? He was like old school C developers. so he's like, why? It's just so verbose you know um, this HTTP and, and this words over and this, letters and then yeah. like he kept he would send emails that was like I don't know why this has to be in Jason it was all caps but it was J-A-S-O-N <laughs> it reminded me of, of um, uh, Chip the sales guy in the uh, sales uh, guy yeah, versus yeah. web dude that was like I don't know who this patchy guy is but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. he's like I don't know about this Jason character but get his shit out of my C code I'm trying to say bytes here <laughs>
0: (laughs) (laughs) You pay for the byte, goddammit This
1: dude literally was like Why is this variable name so long? And I'm like The variable name
2: is like Level And he's like, yeah, can't you just use the letter L? (laughs) I was like, holy shit No, you can't use that one Because I always confuse that one with an I Yeah Mm -hmm.
1: When you guys build this hardware Are you paying by the kilobyte or
2: something like that? His dial-up modem doesn't want to doesn't want you to to well, yeah. That we yeah, yeah you get where I'm. We're at. We're with you. It's yeah, been yeah. a while since I've had to think about like old school dialed motives.
1: It's been a while since you had to... <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> surprisingly realistic.
3: It's been a while it's since you had a lot of time listening to that sound. See, yeah. it's,
1: it's it's because it's been a while that you've had to, since you've had to think about. Um, you know how many kilobytes are in HTTP headers? Oh, for sure. Because uh, that's a thing we don't think about anymore for good reason. Because we don't
3: have to, or even what an HTTP header looks like. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know. yeah.
1: He was like, just send raw binary data at it, and if it starts with the
3: letter H, I'll know it's HTTP. Well, what's the fun, <laughs> the fun compromise, the fun compromise was uh, was to prepend the the keys of the of the hashes. With, a with number. numbers, yeah. So we essentially turned Jason back into an array, if you will.
2: Yeah. So it would be level, but it would be o one O-one level. O one. So, O-one, that, we can, yeah. so you know, that we can so that we can use descriptive, descriptive longer. variable
3: names.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. So like, why yeah. is it so long? To yeah, make but, it longer. Yeah, but
1: he walked linearly through a buffer, and when he saw the number one, he stopped analyzing the rest of he it. He stopped and then, and then moved forward till pulled he pulled out his, a his byte Colwood. calculator yeah. and
3: figured out what the byte string is for an O. Yeah, and yeah. then and then that's what yeah. you know. So yeah. he he was like, yeah, it was crazy.
1: It was ridiculous. It was really low but level. I'll be damned if we didn't build basically a a JSON a JSON parser emulator <laughs> in C because it wasn't actually parsing JSON. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: there, there's a there's a happy medium there because uh, there's a thing called JSON RPC. Okay, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and th- that's what uh, Ethereum uses for its its clients.
1: See the the problem. Uh, to, like, don't disagree. The problem was on this particular thing. Um, like, refused to bring any external code onto his board. So, like, there was no there was no bringing in like a JSON RPC. No, because there's there's like tiny
3: like, tiny JSON too. I think that that's a, a header file that you can put into your C. And so it'll so legit parts JSON like for you. the the
1: his the the board that we were communicating with, like every bit of code that was receiving the request, HTTP request, every bit of that code was handwritten C.
0: So he wouldn't use libraries? No, no, Mm. no. Too big. Waste of code.
3: What? Yes.
0: Your reaction is appropriate and correct.
1: We
3: already spent months making that face. (laughs) This was a
1: a while
0: ago. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because if you don't do it yourself, then... Then you didn't do it, in did his, you? you know, yeah. in,
1: in, in that particular case, it was not an example of not invented here. It was literally like, yeah, but that's so many bytes. Oh no, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I I looked at one point. I, I looked at the. I I found the hardware spec for his board, and I was like, you, it's got like. It's got like half a gig of
2: RAM. See, I just see you, someone at home. Know, it, it had a lot. Uh, a lot more than more than it expected. needed.
0: You yeah. yeah. see yeah. someone at home like walking to the refrigerator, counting the number of steps they take, and they're like, God damn it, it's big seven steps. Mm-hmm. I could have done the six steps. Uh and then he walks backwards and he's like, uh uh uh, uh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And yeah.
1: four days later he's like, This is so fucking efficient. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> like
3: we <laughs> got here in three steps I finally. Mean, that
1: shit mattered when you were, you know programming the lunar module for uh, apollo 9 right, right which um, which was
3: less powerful than than a, a conventional casio calculator exactly you know, or, yeah or like I, I
1: get well, i get why you were shaving off bits um in in that era but
3: uh no this was this was in 2018 in the year of our lord yeah we're approaching we were... <laughs> the singularity so much that you know the the paradigm used to be hardware couldn't keep up with the software and yeah. now we're kind of you know yeah, at the other end
0: of that. Yeah, I don't even care that it takes a terabyte. You know, you know, uh, one hundred seventy gigabytes is what it takes now to sync up the uh, Ethereum client. Okay, and mm. I don't even care anymore. I just go and get a terabyte drive. Yeah, like like space doesn't matter anymore.
1: Yeah, on just that. So s- cheap- yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, the, the 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 scales have have changed dramatically. So like you know, and now we just throw hardware at the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. we stopped going like how the hell do we get you know, a 40 terabyte drive. It's like, you don't. You get 41 terabyte drives
2: and you
1: shard that shit, you know.
2: But then we have the Docker problems or the problems where everything becomes so... In- it's inefficiency upon inefficiency upon yeah. inefficiency and it just inflates. Yeah. It's why your networks... Like, it's why you get, uh you know, gigabit speed for your for your home, but yeah. you lose a little at the punch down. Yeah. And then yep. you lose a little at your router and then you lose a little through the Wi-Fi and then you lose a little... At the the actual network adapter, yep, and you're just like you're. I'm paying for for, for five gigs down, yeah. I got like 128 megs down
1: for the for, and like it's it's for convenience and just like it's like the time that I took. I wanted to get this show in a different format and get it on YouTube so that people could find it there. And so I took uh, an MP3 of the episode, which is compressed maybe 110 megabytes for an hour long episode. Okay, and then I took the show's artwork and blew it up to 1080p resolution and it was just a still image of the show's artwork, which was like a mm-hmm. 2 megabyte remember, JPEG yeah. Okay, and then, a, and then a, like a 90, 90 to 110 megabyte MP3 file and then I put that into a video editor to make a video that I could upload <laughs> to YouTube and I uploaded like a 7 gigabyte file Cause it was just that frame over and over and over <laughs> again. And can I, but I was like, yeah. "Well, okay, there's got to be a better." I like looked at different like compression codecs and stuff like that, and like can I manipulate the keyframes and stuff like that? And finally, I was just like, "Fuck it, five gigs." Yeah, YouTube I'll, doesn't care. It's gonna take an hour and a half to upload. I'm gonna play Xbox, and then it's gonna be done. I don't care. And YouTube was like, "Send that shit our way, bro." Like, we got like eight petabytes in this couch right here. You know. Mm-hmm. And so for matter of convenience for no good reason whatsoever I sent five gigs of data over over to to actually get what the client would need to look at it on your computer in the format that I built it, in theory,
0: maybe maybe 110 megabytes. To bring this back to, to Ethereum just once, one place that that efficiency still does matter is in smart contracts. Okay. Because because you have like a seven transactions per second yeah, cycle, yeah. right? And, 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 it's not and, really about memory, probably. It costs money. Yeah. Like, you have mm. to pay for every, uh, for every instruction, for every operation you do in the virtual machine. There's a cost, and that cost is in Ether. Okay. Mm. so wait, wait, one, Literally one Ether? One
2: Ether for every... No, 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 no. Okay. no. It's, it's, it's It's in fractions. Yeah, I got, fractions I, got you, yeah. You. I was like, wow, yeah. that is expensive um, cost. yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. The, the,
0: the, the actual cost is measured in cost of what they call gas, and gas has a, a, a ratio to ether, so a fixed ratio. No, okay, it slides. Got it. Mm. Because otherwise, when when the, when the price fluctuates, it would get totally fucked. Yeah, right. Uh, so ether's up, but, but, but my ether, contract is cost super in, expensive. Exactly, the cost in ether is, is standard. Uh, for example, the um, the cost for a, a a transaction in ether just just to to send ether from one place to another is twenty one thousand gas. Okay, exactly. All the time. But if you want to start doing fancy things like, you know, just instructions that, that, that like if thens or, you know, whatever you want to do. Right. You start incurring more cost. And, um, so let's say you want to do create a CDP. Right. Probably cost is going to be around, you know, around 13 to 22 cents. And okay. that slides throughout the day, depending on the price of of, of gas and the price of ether. Okay. Um, and the price of gas it 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 fluctuates, it fluctuates to offset the price of ether. So if if the price of ether is starting to go way 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 up, the price of gas starts to go down to to uh, to compensate for that, to try to keep, you know.
1: Otherwise, people would start pulling their apps based on the performance of the currency, right? Like, cause, cause I,
0: it's too expensive.
1: Yeah, it's too mm. expensive. Like, right. like the the success of the currency would mean
0: the downfall of the performance exactly. of your app, right? Exactly. But even even if they that that system is in place, it's still in everyone's best interest to make the most lean and efficient uh, uh, code you can. So when you're paying when you're paying by the like by the by the instruction by the
1: instruction Mm -hmm. uh, O O n squared becomes a very big problem. Yes, it does. It very much does.
0: And so so what you see is people. Um, it's 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 really really back to like the old C days. You see the, the those kind of folks who 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 want to count every cost. Yeah, that's where they need to be right now. Go, go! go tell that guy to go smart, write smart contracts. I don't we, think that's ever going we need him, have, but I'll tell him. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and there are even people who will because you can you can just write it in Solidity is the, the main. Cause uh, so, so there are like like three ways mainly to write s- uh, uh, smart contract code right now. One is to write Solidity, which is kind of a variant of JavaScript. The new one <laughs> is uh, Viper. And that's based on Python, so it's a very Python-like way to write it, and it's it's much better than than Solidity, and it's a uh, it check. Pre- uh, yeah, prevents you from all making sense. <laughs> prevents, you, prevents you from making a lot of bad, shitty mistakes that can cost you a lot of money. Right. Um, but if you want to go super hardcore, then you just go straight down to the instruction level, and you write. You, you can write uh, op codes. You can write essentially stri- assembly. Yep. You yeah. can write straight up assembly for, for Ethereum. Wow. Interesting. Um, now I've never done this, but, hmm. but yeah, if like some of the more complicated and expensive things are sometimes written in assembly and some things like, um, uh, you can do delegate calls to out to other, to other contracts, like within your own contract, you can do a delegate call out to another contract and come back and and use their their function return for your own app, and and so you can start building these these structures with with other people's software, right? Um, which which you, you would expect eventually that was going to happen. Um, so. that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh,
1: I when I, when we first looked at it, um, someone approached us to build some sort of. Uh, What you described, some web GUIs for building Solidity contracts. And so we were looking at the feasibility of um, this was like so early in it all. um, The feasibility, like, all right, so there's the Solidity language, and we would like transpile basically like a web UI and generate Solidity code to do it. And then the guy wanted to pay us all in Ethereum, and we're like, we don't even know what that is. How much was he going to pay you? I don't even know. I don't even know. It was. It was. Um, it was for the current price of Ethereum, like half rate. For what we normally charge uh-huh. for stuff, but, but
0: but for what it was before, yeah, we should have taken that contract. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, but only yeah. if you sold the ether. Yeah. Only if we sold it. Only yeah. if we offloaded yeah, yeah. it in mm-hmm. December, before. early December twenty seventeen right, right, would have yeah. been the, the time to do it. But yeah, uh, yeah. So it was pretty interesting. Well, Kath, man, I want to thank you for coming and hanging out with us. You're welcome back anytime. Thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. Um, for all of you, li- we're going have a Memorial Day weekend. For all of you listening, you had one last week, so yeah, and Congrats. I hope it was glorious. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. I see you guys in a week. All right. Thanks for listening to Friday Afternoon Deploy, recorded and produced by the team at Lofty Labs. If you enjoyed the show, you can subscribe to future episodes via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also follow at Friday Deploy on Facebook and Twitter for episode previews live streams and other behind-the-scenes peeks. Past episodes and show notes on this episode can be found at friday.hirelofty.com. That's friday.h-ir-e-l-o-f-y.com. If you'd like to contact the show or if you're local to the Northwest Arkansas area and would like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at podcast at higherlofty.com.